Welcome to the Better Wallet Podcast, a podcast where we talk to everyday people who have changed their lives through managing their money. We talk about their money journeys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. At least once a month, we'll have a new episode where you can learn how to manage your money better. We're going to be simplifying the money-related topics that keep people up at night, including budgeting, paying off debt, investing, and how to build a business. The goal is to make money a less taboo, everyday topic. Now here's your host, Mark Russell. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of the Better Wallet Podcast. As you guys know, the Better Wallet Podcast is all about demystifying the topic of money and sharing powerful stories from people who truly beat the odds and found financial success. Today, we have Lauren Bukestead on the line from Money with Lauren, and she is here to not only share her story about how she was able to pay off debt as of 2019, as well as she plans on going over how she was able to hike from, and get this, this is crazy, she hiked from Atlanta to Maine. So like, we need to like talk about that. And if you guys are like looking at the map and you're like, where is that? Atlanta is in Georgia. <laughs> and then Maine is like all the way up North. And I couldn't imagine doing that. I can't even imagine hiking through Georgia, let alone hiking the whole way to Maine. So we'll get into that. I don't know anything about the story, but I need to learn more. And I wanted to bring on Lauren so she could talk about that journey. But before we kind of jump into that, Lauren, would you like to kind of introduce yourself, talk about like you know, what you do and kind of how you you stumbled upon this whole journey of paying off debt and investing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me on. And yes, as Mark said, I am Lauren Bukestead. I am Money with Lauren on Instagram. And currently I am a personal finance coach. I have not always been that. Yeah. I started my foray into money as an accountant. I am a CPA and that's what I went to college to study. And yeah, along the way, as many people do, I found that I had a good job and I had no idea why I didn't didn't have any money. So I kept coming in and going out. And yeah, eventually I got to the point where I was like, I need to make a change. How can I manage like businesses money, but I can't manage my own. And yeah, that led me down a path of diving into my own personal finances, getting out of debt. And yeah, I was just in love with all of this. Once I paid off my own debt, saved up my own emergency fund, I was like, I'm not ready to be done with this. And that's what gave me the idea to start coaching. I wanted to help other people be able to do this. And yeah, kind of demystify all of the craziness around personal finance. It can be so overwhelming when you get started. And it's simple, but it's not easy. So it's so helpful to have someone in your corner to be able to help walk you through all of that stuff. And yeah, that eventually all spiraled into me going on this crazy adventure. So once my debt was gone and I had an emergency fund saved up, I was feeling quite burnt out in my career, to be honest. And I happened upon YouTube videos of other people who had hiked the trail. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I could never do that. A few more videos in, it's like, maybe I could do that. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, I want to do this. Yeah. And I'm like really excited to kind of jump in into that and like just talk through because I want to understand like how did you get to the point where you said, let's do this? I have just so many different questions, but let's start here, right? So thank you for just going through your background and everything. But let's start with the icebreaker question. I feel like we don't really need oh, one, yeah. but like let's jump into the icebreaker question. 
typically my icebreaker questions are pretty straightforward, but this one I don't think is. And it's because of what's currently happening out into the world today. So <laughs> the Mega Millions jackpot is at $1 billion as of this morning. $1 billion with a B. Mm-hmm. What would you do with it? If you won $1 billion, right? So this is like top of mind. And like I post all my Instagram stories and like it's going wild right now. People Mm -hmm. like have all types of ideas. What would you do with $1 billion? It's such a crazy amount of money to wrap your head around. (laughs) I would take the lump sum. I am confident that I could manage it. But yeah, honestly, I know you are getting into real estate or you're interested in getting into real estate and Mm -hmm. I am as well. So the first thing I would do is buy a rental property. I definitely want to build a real estate portfolio eventually. So that is where I would start. And I also would love to flip. I don't think that will be my first foray, but if I got a billion dollars, I absolutely would start flipping houses. Yeah, I would pay off my parents' house, all of that kind of stuff as well. And yeah, just help help my family and friends. But yeah, I would definitely invest it. I love to travel, so I would travel as well. And I might hike another long trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you just buy a real estate property somewhere local or would you buy some mansion somewhere? Oh, I would probably be local. I would like to be a hands-on like property manager, especially as I'm starting. So yeah, I would love to buy a rental property. And I guess with a billion dollars, I could just buy my own primary residence. Right now, more realistically, I would love to house hack. But yeah, that wouldn't necessarily need to happen if I could just go buy a house in cash. That would also be very fun. When people think of a billion dollars, they're like, okay, I get a billion. And it's like, no, like half of that's probably going to go to taxes, right? So like, 500 million is probably what the real number is going to look like, maybe even less. So I think that's like the starting point, but I agree with you, like going, buying real estate would be at the top of my list. But as I kind of thought about it and I was just like, okay, like what other than buying real estate, I was like, I would travel and I'd probably just be a beach bum. Like I just go to an Island and just like hang out there and just lay on the beach all day in like my shore house and that would be pretty much it. <laughs> like, that would be my happiness, right? Obviously, I would give a lot to charity, like my church back at home and things like that. But otherwise, I think I would just be a beach bum and then just own like a bunch of real estate all across the country and all across the world. That's awesome. But yeah, that was top of mind because I looked at how much it was this morning, the Mega Millions jackpot. And when they said $1 billion, I was like, oh my God, yeah. maybe I should do it. I'm not a gambling man, but <laughs> like maybe I should jump in. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, I want to know a little bit more about, like, you know, how you went about paying off so much debt. So, as of December 2019, you're completely debt free. How did you go about paying that debt for anyone who's like, hey, like, I have a lot of debt as well. I want to start. How did you get started? Sure. So, I did a mixture of the classic reducing expenses and increasing income. So, I first got on a budget because I had to figure out where my money was going. And once I did that, anything extra that I had, I threw at my debt. And to clarify, I had $58,000 of student loans and that was my and my husband's money. So we combined everything, but we both were on this journey to pay that off together. And yeah, along with reducing expenses, I was a side hustle queen. So I had many jobs. My first side hustle was I worked at a 
catalog company in their inventory department over the holidays. So after my nine to five, I would drive to this warehouse and sort inventory that didn't get packaged correctly. It was kind of interesting because it was outside of my normal wheelhouse. But yeah, I've also delivered groceries for Instacart. I bartended. That was my most lucrative side hustle. And yeah, we were able to throw like $4,000 a month at these loans at the height of our debt payoff. Those were pretty exciting months. (laughs) Wait, so how did that financially? Sure. So I was definitely the driving force. I am more nerdy and obviously really enjoy personal finance. So once I figured out that we needed to make a change. I just went to my husband and I was like, Hey, I think we need to do this. And once I explained it, he was on board. He is very supportive and he got extra jobs as well. He's like, yep, let's do this. And the rest was history. Wow. Wow. And you guys were able to pay off 58,000 altogether. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, and actually we paid off a house as well that we built. (laughs) We shouldn't have done that, but we ended up selling the house and paying the house off as well which was a good move. And thank goodness we made money on it because we didn't live there for very long. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the goal. Like going and buying some real estate, selling it, having some sort of a profit mm-hmm. and we're able to live there. I know there's like an, this exemption where if you stay at the property for two of the five years, then you can write mm-hmm. off $50,000 of the gains if you're married filing jointly. Were you guys able to take advantage of that? We weren't. We did not live there for two years, but we were able to sneak in a different loophole. So my husband got a different job. And if you move outside of 50 miles, you also don't have to pay. So that was a deciding factor. We probably would have stayed. But yeah, he was commuting from Madison, Wisconsin to Milwaukee. And it was just a nightmare. It was like an hour and a half each way. It was not not going to work. So, right. Yeah. No, I about the That's one. And there's another one where I remember studying for it when I was like, you know, sitting for the CFP exam and you probably know this because you're a CPA, but if you, I believe it was, if you have twins, you could also classify mm-hmm. for that exemption. I might be making that up. I feel like there was a provision where if you had twins that is what they deem like a big event and that will allow you to claim that exemption. I might be making it up. I'm pretty sure that was a thing. Like when I stayed for the exam, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) There are definitely weird ones. I'm I'm not sure if that is with housing, but it definitely could be. Um, I know military service is another one where you don't have to meet the exemption as stringent of requirements. And there's also like a health one if you have to move in order to take care of someone. Yeah, I remember like studying those and I was just like, oh, there's all types of exceptions to these. But yeah, I need to check in on that one. I feel like that was one. And I remember tapping like one of my friends as we're studying together and I was like, this is it, this is a role. And she was like, yeah. (laughs) So no, very, very interesting. So you are able to sell your house, you made a profit on it. You were able to pay off all your debt and now you're a money coach. Like, so you mentioned before that you're just really interested in like going, you paid off all your debt and you wanted to continue that journey. But the journey of entrepreneurship is wildly different from like a journey of like, Hey, like I can control my own debt and how much I put towards it. Like explain to us kind of like how that transition was for anyone who might want to pay off their debt and then teach other people how to go about doing it. I would say that I've always been interested in entrepreneurship 
I always just have loved business and kind of thought I would go that route, but I didn't have an idea. So that's kind of the key ingredient in starting a business. You need an idea. So yeah, it kind of was just a perfect storm once we kind of, I don't know, I say we're at the boring phase where now we're just investing. So there's not a lot of backend stuff that has to go on. So yeah, it was kind of I don't know, a light bulb moment that I was like, I can start a business and help other people do this as well. So as I got into it, though, I hired a coach myself. I have never run a business. So I worked with Tess from Wander Wealthy, and I highly recommend her. She was incredible, helping me build out my program, figuring out what I wanted to do and how to do that. And yeah, then now I'm also a member of the finance creators community, which is another great way to fill in the gaps and learn things that I don't know, because a lot of it is figuring it out as you go. But I don't know, the payoff is so worth it that I was interested in taking a risk. And like I said, I also had an emergency fund built up, which is so important. Like that is the reason I've been able to do so many things in recent years is I'm not chained to a desk, to a job because I need the money. I mean, I definitely like money, but once you have a little bit, the world opens up to you. So the fact that you're able to take, what was it, six months off or maybe a few months off last year and hike yeah. the trail. Let's kind of jump into that because that's a perfect segue into just talking about that journey. So let's start first. What made you want to hike all the way from Atlanta to Maine? Like walk us through that. Yeah, it is insane. And as I mentioned, I was definitely influenced by YouTube. I followed a lot of travel content. I love backpacking like vloggers and I always wanted to do like a big backpacking trip, but that was going to be more of a vacation. To be honest, I kind of wanted to do Southeast Asia, something like that for a few months and yeah, staying in hostels, that kind of thing. But then COVID happened and traveling internationally wasn't really an option anymore. And for whatever reason, the algorithm started showing me these other kind of backpacking, more camping, hiking, backpacking videos. And I was just super interested in it. And yeah, evolved from that's really cool. Could I ever do something like that to, yeah, I can, let's do it. And I will say I did not have backpacking experience before I did this. So you don't necessarily need that, but I was a cross country and track runner in college. So I have a little bit of an endurance background. I'm not in that kind of shape anymore, but I knew like the mental part of this. I was like, I can handle that for sure. Cause I've done some similar things in, in my past. Wow. And then how did you go about preparing for a hike like that? How much did you have to have saved up? Like, was there any training involved prior to doing the hike? Yeah. Great question. So for me, preparation mostly was financial and gear, like buying the things I would need in order to complete this hike because I didn't have anything. So I started saving and again, a lot of research happening, YouTube University. So I got a good vibe of how much people typically spend and a rough estimate is about a thousand dollars a month to pay for all your food accommodation anything you need to replace while you're hiking. And so that was my earmark. And then just because I am who I am, I had a contingency. So it takes most people six months. So I said, perfect. That's 
$6,000. And then I just saved 6,500 just to be safe, just to have a little cushion in case. And like, I also like nice things sometimes. So I knew (laughs) that I wasn't necessarily going to slum it in like the cheapest of hostels. If I didn't feel it, I wanted to be able to like book a hotel and have a private room if I wanted and things like that. So that was important to me. And then, yeah, gear was separate. I spent about $3,000 on all of the things I needed to hike. And that I just cash flowed in the first months before I left. Wow. And then your husband didn't do it with you? He did not. No, he (laughs) thought I was nuts at first when I came to him with this idea. But as I mentioned, he is extremely supportive. And he's like, if you've got to do this, I support that. He did come out and he hiked with me for a week through Virginia. And then he met me at the end as well. Wow. And hopefully you had a nice cold drink (laughs) when you were finished. We went for margarita and a big burrito. Mexican was one of my favorite foods to eat. When you would stop in town, you were just like always hungry. So that was my go-to. So as you're kind of thinking about it, right, I couldn't even fathom doing it because I feel like I wouldn't be able to make it the entire way. Like, yeah. what is like the biggest misconception about hiking that long that you would like to like demystify for others? Ooh, that is a great one. I honestly think it is more important to be mentally prepared than physically prepared because you're out there, you're hiking all day, every day, you're going to get in shape, but You need to be mentally strong for when you're halfway up a mountain and you want to give up. That's the part that causes people to quit or not finish, in my opinion. So just Mm -hmm. knowing, going in, having strategies or, yeah, just kind of knowing yourself is really important as you start something like this. Yeah, it kind of relates to life as well, like life, finances and everything where you have to be mentally ready to say, hey, like, I'm going to start budgeting. I'm going to start paying off debt. I'm going to start investing. Mm-hmm. Because the actual execution of it isn't all too hard. It's more of just having that mental fortitude to say, hey, like, I'm going to push through even on the hardest days. Yep. And a lot of that starts, like, day number one, you're going and building a budget. Like, I remember when I built mine, I literally cried after I was done with it because I realized I wasn't making that much money and I was spending a good bit of it and I was living paycheck to paycheck. So it really took mental fortitude to be able to push through. Even the days where I was just like, I don't feel like paying off debt anymore. I just want to go on vacation. And for me to say, Hey, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go on that vacation. I'm actually going to go ahead and pay off this debt. And then once I'm debt free, then I can celebrate wherever. So that's awesome. It's great to kind of hear that story because it's something that I couldn't even imagine doing. I think a lot of people listening probably feel the same way or just like I couldn't imagine going and hiking a trail, you know, that long. But I think with the audience, they've heard your story. They've heard like what you had to go through in order to go from Atlanta to Maine. And hopefully you guys are inspired to do the same thing. And you mentioned that you took six months. Did you take a break and work during that time or were you kind of working? I was not working at all. I took this time. So yeah, I got done faster than I thought. So I was hiking from early March. I started March 8th and I finished on August 1st. So yeah, we're swiftly approaching the one year anniversary of completion, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I finished in five months and it was really nice. I will say though, like I had my whole program built 
So I knew that I had coaching to come back to, which was excellent. So that was great. And yeah, now that I'm at a year out, I am toying with the idea of hiking the Colorado Trail. That one is really nearby and it's short. So the AT is 2,193 miles. It changes a little bit every year if they have to reroute, but the year I hiked it, that's what it was. And the Colorado Trail is just shy of 500, so that one would only take about a month. But I'm not sure. I definitely can like pick up and take a month off, but I am trying not to always be looking for the next thing. So, yeah, TBD, and if I do that, but that one does interest me for sure. No, that's really fascinating. Like, even as I kind of hear the story, I'm like, maybe I could do some hiking. So, yeah, I grew up in the country. So, like, we would do a lot of, like, I mean, we didn't call it formal hiking. We just went on the walk. Yeah. (laughs) So, that was just, like, something we did. So, but, like, hearing your story, I'm like, man, maybe I could go about doing that. Because I also did track cross country growing up. And I think I could do the entire trail. But the mental fortitude is, like, what I need to, like, build right now to say, hey, like, I can actually do it. But I appreciate you sharing that story, how you're able to do it, you know, the steps to, you know, prepare financially, physically, and mentally. But as we kind of close out here, I'm just, you know, curious, where could we find you online if anyone's saying, hey, like, I want to learn more about hiking or I want to learn more about just investing or budgeting or paying off debt, you know, where could they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Money with Lauren. And if you're interested in the hiking experience, I did vlog my whole hike, and that is on YouTube oh, wow. at Lauren Takes a Hike. So yeah, easy to find I'm me. And, yeah, check it out. I mean, I am not a videographer by any means, but yeah, I enjoyed doing that. And yeah, I like being able to look back, and it was awesome. The hiking community is so supportive. And, oh, one other misconception, it came to me after you asked that question about the trail. If you are a woman, you can absolutely hike this alone. If you are married, you can absolutely do this. Those were a few comments that I got so often while hiking, like, oh, my gosh, I could never do this alone. You absolutely can. Obviously, don't do anything you're not comfortable with. But sometimes I think people just set those boundaries on themselves, and you absolutely can do it. Definitely keep it safe, but yeah. you know, what is type of things that like man, woman, like whatever, like you should be able to do it on your own, but yeah, just make sure you're keeping it safe. Make sure that you have emergency contacts set up and everything and you should be good. Lauren, thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story. And with that guys, we are out. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Bear Wallet podcast. If you learned something new during today's episode, Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. We would also love a rating and review as well. In closing, remember the goal is to live a better life through taking control of your money. We want our money to work hard for us so we can live the life that we've always imagined. I'll see you on the next episode.